We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Clint, how you doing? I'm doing well, man. Y'all can call me dirty from now on because I plan on getting dirty with George's ass. I'll give you the politically non-correct answer. Let the nuts hang. Let the fucker fly, man. Well, you never know what the hell is going to go on in Morgantown. You get off the bus, it smells like straight whiskey. Whatever 50-year-old white man's out here doing a gritty that night, you know? Whatever. But no, I'm serious. The lights went out. Don't worry, guys. Don't worry. It's Dabo doing the gritty. I say right foot creep. Cheers, boys. Under the new college football rankings. Thank you for rolling with us. Field of 12 after dark. Better, best spot, best hour you're going to spend on college football. We're going live right now, post Bama, LSU. George Whitfield joined by Mr. Michael Felder, now the man in the South, uh, the prodigal son of We Are Penn State, Christian Hackenberg. Fellows, we're going now, and and we've already been rolling basically the second half of this Bama LSU game on top of all the other knockouts and escapes. What a vicious Saturday night. Hack, Felder, how we doing, fellas? Hey, hey I'm living the dream, baby. I, I'm ready for the toast. You guys tell me when you're ready. Yeah. Shoot, it's uh, it's been a crazy one, man. Um, we Like you said, George, we've been talking about it here pretty much this whole fourth quarter. And uh, I'm excited, excited to excited to see what we got for the folks here tuning in because I think I think you're gonna really enjoy it, fans. If you're just joining us, hopefully you are. And listen, if you're just coming through tailgate, if it's the girls' night and you guys are pre-gaming with us, thank you. If it's a family get together, if you're at the frat house getting ready to turn up and you stop here with us, welcome. Grab yourself something to sip. We just watched of the top seven college football programs, according to the college football playoff committee, three of them got beat. Two of them, uh, it was a shock. It was an absolute shock in terms of uh, Alabama and Clemson. We knew Tennessee had their hands full. We're going to get right into it. Alabama, LSU, as they have flooded the field, all the Tiger faithful, pretty beleaguered start to the season. Brian Kelly trying to get himself settled. Fellas, they do it. And we just watched this together live. Michael Felder, uh, I was looking at Alabama's defense saying they only gave up one touchdown in the last five possessions. Felder's like, yeah, but that was the touchdown that actually put them over the top. Felder, I'm just going to start with you. What's your biggest takeaway 
in either looking at it from Alabama's lens or looking at it through LSU's lens or or just as a fan? I think obviously it's great for for LSU. Um, the biggest, my biggest takeaway is um, they had a lot of bugs on the rug. They had a lot of guys on the ground, and uh, whether it was Dallas Turner or it was Will Anderson, Will Anderson almost making a tackle, right? And Dallas Turner almost making a tackle. Moody almost making a tackle. Brian Branch almost making a tackle. So it was a combination of missed tackles, but we also saw some pancakes. So they had a lot of, like, again, I call them bugs on the rug because it's one of those things where, you know, you're on the ground, your hands are shaking, and you can't do anything because it's, you got somebody else on top of you. And that was my biggest takeaway from Alabama was, hey, man, maybe y'all not the baddest boys on the block right now when it comes to to, to that physical strength and moving bodies and controlling the line of scrimmage because they didn't control the line of scrimmage this game. Hack, the quarterback play, we went back and forth with the Tennessee-Alabama head-to-head, yeah. which is only two weeks ago. Uh, I think it was you, me, you, Clint, but I've also talked to Felder about it. Probably one of the best head-to-head quarterback yeah. matchups we've seen from fourth, from first, from start to finish, basically. Those two held serve. How did tonight look with Jaden Daniels and the growth he's yeah. come up under? Also with Bryce Young. And what he's asked to carry for Bama. Yeah, listen, I I think um, I think Brian Kelly's done a great job of putting Jaden Daniels yeah. in positions where he's comfortable and in positions and and asking him to do things that he does well. Um, it obviously takes some time to warm up. A kid coming in from Arizona State, new coach coming in from South Bend. There's there's a little bit of uh, a honeymoon phase that goes into that. But I think he's really done a great job of accelerating that growth in today's new age of college football. And that's a big tip of the cap to him and b- b- both of them, uh, Brian Kelly and Jay Daniels, in, in, in how they develop. But, um, you know, I think this is another example of a Bryce Young who, in my personal opinion – starting the game and even all the way through about the third quarter looked kind of out of sorts, made some plays here and there. LSU did a great job of confusing him, uh, eliminating his ability to step up in the pocket and have clean lanes, whether to run yes. or find somebody. They did a great job of, of really mucking up the guard center guard um, portion of the offensive line uh, that, that, that I think yeah. Bryce really relies on being super sturdy. Um, but Another perfect example of Bryce Young when it comes nut cutting time, man, like this kid still delivered, right? Like Brian Kelly just rolled out a bigger set of balls here going forward on fourth down after they are going for the two point conversion, as opposed to to the second overtime. Right. And and they ended up executing, but yeah, I mean, huge, huge fucking sack. Like there's no way to describe it other than that. And it worked out fantastic for them. Um, But like I said, I think Bryce Young answered the bell uh, really figured things out at the end. Um, unfortunate that this team top to bottom, I don't think is uh, as good as they were last year. Um, and a lot of great players, but not necessarily to Felder's point too, like not necessarily playing as one, like you usually right. see an Alabama team and uh, you know, something we're going to get to here. Uh, but a team that is doing that is down in Athens right now. And yeah. uh, it, it's really interesting to see that dynamic too. It's a Saban disciple really figuring out the rinse and repeat. And I, I know George has some really good points to hit on this too, but just the dichotomy of college football and how things are, how things are changing. Um, and the stuff that Nick Saban got away with in terms of stacking depth and stacking talent and, and the, and the expectation being the expectation, it's getting harder and harder for him to be able to, to keep that standard, keep that golden standard. So, um, you know, tip of the cap to LSU, but hell of a football game. Enjoyed watching it. Felder, Jurassic Park. I mean, we're we're gonna hang here for a second. And again, if you're just joining us, sure. welcome. Field of Twelve after dark. We we are um, all recovering from this back and forth fifteen round bout. Roman Army versus their intra conference rivals at LSU. Uh, that thing went all the way down to the wire. LSU. It is a shock, uh, even though it's technically ten versus six. We we keep looking at Alabama, even with um, you know their left arm blown off with a loss. We still worry about them haunting and stalking their way, you know, through the rest of the movie coming out of this thing alive. That is apparently done. Felder, 
where does this move either team? Um, with respect to the playoff, I think obviously we're going to see LSU move up, and they're going to become LSU might become the the best team, two the team, the best two lost, two lost team. the two lost team. But but more importantly, like they've got an opportunity because now they've got skin. Because remember, one of their losses is to Florida State. Yeah, their, correct. Their, their other losses to Tennessee. So in so, their they're undefeated so yeah. in their division. Yeah, they're they're leading division. Could you guys move this? And we're gonna get to uh, Clemson. LSU now has, has two losses, but they've knocked out Bama. Yeah, and there was no trickery. There was no whatever. It, it sure. took all day, but they got him. Could this could this LSU team hop over Clemson? Yeah, a because one they loss have Clemson. They yeah. have a chance to win the SEC. Yeah, right. Now they're they the do. leader in the club. They're the leader in the West. West. Yeah, they're the leader in the West. Yeah, Christian, you can take this. Like yeah. I, I think we laid it out pretty clear, right? Like they, yeah. they lost to Florida State. They're upset about it. They lose to Tennessee. Tennessee. You can be upset about it, but guess what? In the West, somebody's yeah. going to have to take them down. Alabama's going to need help just to get to Atlanta. And, and here's, you know, well, I'll save this for later. But yeah, I think I think this LSU team's done a great job of like controlling their own destiny, right? Like you you can talk all the shit about what you want, like the first first week. Yeah, sure. I mean, even that game, Jane Daniels takes them ninety nine yards. They lose on a block field goal. Like, yes. okay, cool. Like you can evaluate that however you want to evaluate it. But um, you know, then moving into this Tennessee team, great great team. They caught them on 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 the up and up yeah, after yep. they had just beat Bama. Like there's a lot of momentum for the Tennessee team heading into that game and they, and they got it done. Um, but yeah, they control their own destiny now. And, and it, I think it throws a big monkey wrench in this whole operation, right? Which Even when you're beautiful. talking big, big, but when you're talking big, big picture of college football playoffs, um, it's been two sec teams. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's been the standard. Yeah. And if that is the standard continuing, you know, now looking at it, you have an you have an LSU team that just beat Bama. Yep. That Tennessee beat both of those teams in the West, and now if they show up in the SEC championship team game and get beat by Tennessee, get beat by Georgia. Let's say Georgia continues to run it. Yeah. Now you have an LSU. You have a Tennessee sitting at one loss. Bingo. And they have two wins against both the teams on the West. So do you take both the teams from the East in Georgia and Tennessee into the College yes. Football Playoff? I, I would say you have to. I would so say you have to. So it's a um, super, super confusing thing, dude. But there's also, you know, I think Clemson losing tonight throws a big monkey wrench in that as well because that's an undefeated Clemson team where if they ran the ACC, who they were, to. history going into it, you know, they'd have been a sure shoe in, right? And then you could make the argument that two SEC teams are not going to make it. You know, now it's really laying on 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 uh, on TCU's hands to right. continue yeah. to keep wrecking shit. And now, you know, you're obviously going to have one undefeated come out of the Big Ten if everything plays out. And then, you you know, duke it out after that. But LSU's done a great job of fucking shit up. And I, hell, I'm, I'm with it. Go Tigers. That <laughs> hey, Let's see this, what happens. This is the thing I love. I know we're going to get to our toast. I, listen, I just – I want to I want to talk about what happened today. Because yeah. we saw a bunch of stuff, and there's a lot to get to. And that's the reason I love doing the show – is talking football with you guys. Um, George, you want to bring us to the toast? Yeah, I want to bring to the toast, but I just want to bring a, a real quick point. Everybody was thrown off about Brian Kelly getting to LSU. Yes. Whether he chose to leave a Notre Dame program that he built, that's a year in, year out, top 10, maybe even top eight program, and he goes to LSU. Then people kind of snickered when he got down there and he's, you know, he's clumsy and trying to figure sure. his way in amongst the folks. And he's trying all these different things. Okay, so he may be bad at that. But one thing he's great at is coaching ball. Yeah. Settled these guys down. Found, and it took him in real time to figure out what my quarterback does well. He didn't. He only met Jaden Daniels weeks before they lined up sure. to play Florida State. Jaden's over here on the West Coast. Coach came down, no quarterbacks really, spoke, so to speak, in the building. But settle them down. Let's find an identity. Let's find out what you're good at. 
Well, we also don't... start on the road against Florida State, so be it, that's what it is. Then we come right back into Jurassic Park, and they've done all that. He's yeah. a ball coach, and we got a chance yeah. to see that tonight. And the the nuts on him. He's yeah. a good coach. 31-30. This ends now. And, that, and that's been the knock on him too, George, is like big games. And like I'll say this. I was tough this week on this LSU team and where they were ranked. Same. But they showed me a ton, man. Yeah, like, it, like they showed me a lot. And to your point, George, like you got you to tip a cap to a guy where – For sure. All the bullshit, all the noise heading into it when he got in there. For him to be able to calm the seas, man, like you want to talk about a dude who – Media pressure, uh, alumni pressure, all this stuff. Rocky sees you're down in the hole. You open up that cap and you look and see what the captain's doing, man. Brian Kelly was just sitting there like this. Just like, I got a plan. I know how to do it. I know what I'm going to yep. execute. Easy sees. Motherfucker went back down there and reported and said, captain's, captain's driving it good. We're cool. We're going to get through We're this. We're cool. Like, he's done yep. a great job of that. It's But when he went down there, everybody was pulling in the same direction. Correct. Right? Yeah. Yep. They're all, and that's the, to me, that's the part. That's the difference between Les, between Ed Orgeron and with Brian Kelly. He said, no, 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 no. We don't take no bullshit here. Mm -hmm. You don't get to freelance. Yeah. You, if we call zone, you know what you play? You zone. play zone. Yeah. Setting, yeah. setting those guard barriers. And Felder, I laugh. Hack, I don't even know if we're talking about this, but it does remind me of the Tom Hanks movie, um, <laughs> what, what was it called heck what is it um castaway no 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 no, no. captain phillips captain, captain phillips look look at me look brian, at me. brian kelly looking across the sideline i just i just i am the captain now i am the captain. yeah love that love that so uh for those of you rolling with us grab something to sip we got a few toasts we got a few toasts. Uh, Tis our tradition. Yeah. Um, Michael Felder. Yeah. Your favorite play, player, team thing today in college football, sir. Oh, I'm, I am toasting to Alabama and Clemson. I'm someone that does radio all over the country, all, over, all week, I'm, as I'm sure the rest of us do as well. Guess what? We don't have to talk about them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. No sweat. They're gone. <laughs> See you. Bye. I'm a fuck with you. <laughs> uh, salt content. There you go. Oh, <laughs> Christian Hackenberg, sir. You know what it's I like. like. It, you know. You know. They ask oh, yeah. you a million questions. What's this team? What's that team? But what if? What if? Guess what? What if we didn't have to talk yep. about them anymore? And that's where there we're at go. right now, baby. All right. I'm a... <laughs> go ahead, George. Go ahead. Go ahead, Hack. Go ahead, Hack. No, no, no. I was going to go to my toast. I want you, if you're going to put a point no, down, I, drop I, a I point. I was just going to say the reason we grow tired of certain programs, the old Spurs, the Patriots, Bama, because they've been up there and they've posted up and they put, you know, they they're here. Everybody else is like in these conditional spots. Everybody else is camping, and Alabama has got these like limestone walls and and yeah. like no, we. Oh, I'm not tired. I'm not tired of the programs. Yeah, I love the programs, but the discussion comes with them. The discussion I'm, comes with the greatness, and I get that absolutely. And I just, I just fun. don't want to get the same question eight times in a row. Yeah. on a Tuesday. Yeah, well, you don't got to worry about that now. Yeah, hey, it's yours, Hack. So, so I'm a, I'm a go to a team that I was super high on last year, and have kind of been like in the dark, right? Like I just was kind of like, ah, this whole year, like, hey, you know, maybe okay. they got something here going on, but like I don't know. And it's the, the the Georgia Bulldogs, but specifically, specifically, uh -huh. Stetson Bennett, because hey, there was yes. apparently a, a, a leak of Stetson Bennett's phone number on some Tennessee uh -oh. fan boards, right? Whoa. And then my guy was getting blown up all night. I don't know if he didn't know that he could put his shit on silent or do not disturb <laughs> or just shut it off. But apparently he's getting blown up all night. And apparently... After that first touchdown he scored, walked up in there and said, yo, call me, my guys. Hit yo, me. volunteers, Hit holler me. at your boy because I'm yeah, coming yeah, all yeah. night long. I he love delivered. it. 
He delivered like the mailman does. And I'm telling you what, these Georgia Bulldogs looking a whole hell of a lot like they're ready to rock here for yes. the rest of the year. So yes. my, my my cheers to Stetson Bennett and the Georgia Bulldogs. You said something before we went on air, Hack, about Georgia in terms of being a a bright lights program. Yeah, Kent State got him on the bar room on the bar room floor. I mean, what are you doing down there with Kent State? Yeah. yeah, they had to sneak out the side door with Missouri. Well, what are you doing, sneak? Why did why wouldn't you just blow this thing up and get out of there? But you did say something. They are a bright lights program. Kirby and that staff gets them up, gets them tuned up, ready to go. And I gotta give it to him because he's the least big time quarterback we talk about. Yeah. Even behind DJ, Stetson mm-hmm. Bennett, sir. And how dare all of us after winning the national championship. Although leading the White Walkers, they're back. They're back. This is he's I been outpacing. Him. He was at outpacing Hooker in yards up and in, up into the game. Yeah, he, he had him. like five or six more yards than Hooker had. No, heading into the game, and then he doubles oh, him oh. during the game. Yeah, like overall go. yards. Like people, yeah. like he just does the shit real quiet, man. Yeah, like that um, running. And to that your run point, had, that run was a, the run he had. Yeah, he didn't score. Or no, he did score. He did score. Yeah. He scored. Yeah. And it was it was a great run. It was a great run. The the dive, the yep. boom. The, but to go. your point, George, they come out when the lights are bright. Georgia shows up. Yep, they show up, and you Aggressive. know you're going to get their best every best. time. Doesn't matter if it's at Georgia, if it's in the college football playoff, if it's in a fucking back back parking lot of a of a Belk. They don't give a shit. They're coming Dude, to play when the lights what, are. Out. What do you know it. about Belk? Throw it out there. I threw it out there. I don't know. We hey, one. We first of all one. We call it belks. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. But before I we call it belks. Anyway, but yes, yeah, uh, belks. Yes, that's a that's a that's a. I love that. I'm hack. You mentioning belks. We'll score some points. Guaranteed. That's where Stetson Bennett got his first. Yeah, suit. for sure. For the sure. so. All props to Bennett. Before I go into my toast, just again, the godfather, college football. Lee Corso was not on set today. Don't know. I think he wasn't feeling too well. Coach, we hope you're doing well, sir. Uh, my toast for tonight, field of 12. Yeah, it's down at those Bayou Bengals. They have been through so much since winning the national championship, and they took everything that year. Number one offense, number one offensive line got an award. The the receiver room got the best receiver room award. Burrow cleaned up four or five trophies and awards on his way to the number one pick. All those guys shined, and it felt like maybe six months later it was all done, and all the party trash was left over. Orgeron fired. They start over. In comes Brian Kelly, a little clunky to start. They settle down. They beat the Roman army at home. I hope you're turning up. And this is just for everybody in the Bayou. It's not an LSU deal, wherever Bayou may be to you. Cheers tonight. Your ascent begins going from 10. You're moving on up. LSU. Love it. Other business. We got other business. And one, one more time, field of 12 after dark. Get to fieldof12.shop to get gear, to get special merch, to get special market uh, uh, marketed merch uh, towards programs. Find your team. Rock what your coaches are rocking. You can get that at fieldof68.shop. Sorry, fieldof68.shop. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'm rolling with Michael Felder. Christian Hackenberg. I'm George Whitfield. We're getting ready to go now into the biggest games of the day. We just went over Alabama and LSU with LSU shocking uh, a knockout blow there, beating the Roman Army. And now we move down to the hedges. Easily the most anticipated game since Tennessee hosted Alabama. But it did not go Tennessee's way like the last time did. Fellas, it was a beatdown. The score does not indicate, just like our producer Trevor Valise said, the score does not indicate how how dominating the, the game was for Georgia. 27-13 was the final call, but it was nowhere near that. Georgia in all phases, Stetson Bennett, as Hack pointed out earlier, looked so poised. He was on the attack. He was on the run, uh, and he was making plays all over the field. Georgia bound up Hendon Hooker. Uh, ran a lot of different schemes. And really, um, our director, Rob Dowster, made that text. Why is Hooker off so much in this game? And before I throw it to you two, when I texted you guys about this, to me it was two factors. One was a Tennessee factor, one was a Georgia factor. First, Uh Tennessee jumps on your head because they don't really do a ton of drops with the quarterback. So he's really trying to attack. He's attacking you striking vertically in that 10 to 15, 10 to 20 yard range, or they're going to play over the top. They don't really get the ball hitch up, move and climb and all that stuff. So they're ahead of the play. So as, as you're dropping, the ball's coming. Well, Georgia was able to throw a blanket on that. Then when they got pressure on him, he was either unable or unwilling to move and adjust around the pocket. They got a ton of sacks today. Uh, and then they forced a couple turnovers. So part of that was Tennessee. Part of that was Georgia. The end result, though, the number one team in the college football playoff got rolled by the number one team, according to the coaches poll in the AP. The White Walkers live on undefeated, untouched. Uh, Hack, I'm going to start with you. What was your biggest takeaway watching uh, the, the Bulldogs and the Vols go at it? Yeah, listen, like I said, um, been real quiet on this Georgia team, a lot less quiet than I was last year. And I actually took Tennessee in this game just because it was like the America sweetheart LSU rolling in. You think great story. You think they have a lot of stuff rolling. And and honestly, they're just the way they showed up, the way they played, the penalties, the the poise, the lights were a little too bright for them. And I don't think that as a program, they're quite there yet. I think Josh Heupel is going to get them there. And Hendon Hooker's done a damn good job of coming in and doing his stuff. But I, I just didn't think they were quite there yet. And they ran into a Georgia team that was poised, calm, collected, knew what they needed to do, and executed in all three phases today. They turned the football over when they needed to. I think one of the interceptions came in the end zone. Tennessee was very uncharacteristic with that. Hendon Hooker doesn't turn the football over. He turned the football over today. Georgia forced them to kick field goals slowed the offense down and made them play at their pace. And that was the unique part because it wasn't just a battle between Tennessee's offense, high powered offense and Georgia's defense. Georgia's offense was the number two ranked offense in the country heading into this game. I said this, I made this point. Georgia's offense was the number two ranked offense in the country behind Tennessee heading into this game. And Georgia was able to dictate on both sides of the football their pace of play, their style of play. They never let Tennessee hit a big shot and say, all right, here we go. Hey, we had the ball for 35 seconds. Now let's now let's start playing ping pong. Let's start going back and forth. They never let Tennessee get into that point. They made them be methodical moving the ball, which Tennessee has not had to do all year. Georgia, on the other hand, was able to get methodical, take advantage of uh, of some turnovers and some advantageous field positions, flip some big scores out of that, They had the quick turnover, had the ball on the plus 40-yard line, took the big shot, threw the out and up. There's a lot of things that Georgia did offensively to dictate the entire game and defensively. 
And it was really great complimentary football for my end. And that's the, that is why I made the comment headed way back in this show that Georgia might be the next dynasty because they're now showing this. They're showing the maturity of a program that's been through the trenches. They've grown, they've won big games. And when the lights come on, they come out and play their best. And that's what you see out of the best teams week in, week out in college football, year in, year out in college football. And this was a prime example of it. And, um, you know, I felt bad not picking them afterwards, but like I said, I had to go with the sweetheart. And I, like I said, I think Tennessee's still in it. Part of the argument that I made, you know, they, they beat both the teams in the West that showed up and if they're going to go with it, whatever, Tennessee's got to continue to do what they got to do, but a big tip of the cap to Georgia. They just dictated the game on both sides of the football for four quarters. And it was really impressive to watch and the rain started and they, you know, hell yeah. could have been worse. Um, but you know, they, they did a great job of, of just, of, of commanding the football game. And it was very, very, it was just very impressive to watch. So Felder, before I hand this to you, I want you to just look at this and then carry this ball here real quick. Hack did bring up a great point. He's going the dynasty route with Georgia. Uh-huh. And that's fair because they were in the national championship with Jake sure. Fromm. That was a national championship team, and that was, what, four years ago. Yeah. And they were back last year, and they won it. Now they're back on the charge again. Uh-huh. And for people at home, don't forget now, Georgia is two hours west of Clemson, and they're two hours east of Bama. Right. And they're sitting they, right down 60 there. 60 minutes away the, from Atlanta. Yeah, correct. But I'm saying you got two powers. It's not like USC all the way out here or Texas all the way down, like they got plenty of room. They have no natural, you know, natural threat. Yeah. You just recruit how you recruit and go about your business. Every time they walk into a high school, you're likely to walk past uh, a Bama coach or a Clemson coach, and you still got to find a way. Their quarterback is not a five-star guy. Stroud is. McCarthy is. Stroud for Ohio State. McCarthy for Michigan. Bryce Bryce Young is for Alabama. DJ was. DJ, yeah. DJ, five-star. Caleb Williams. Stetson Bennett is a walk-on. Come out the mud, man. And they tried to get rid of him. Transferred out. Went and played Juco for a (laughs) couple for a year. Juco said, hey, I'm going to come back. It wasn't even killing Juco came on back. And he's like, look, I'm your guy. Justin Fields decides to roll. Other guys decide to roll. Stetson Bennett's like, look, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to go with me sometimes. So Face down right. another five star in JT Daniels. Correct. Yeah, he's exactly. running out of here, my all boy. these five stars <laughs> up out of there. And here's the killer part. He's got five stars sitting behind him. They sure. develop players, they recruit players, they are always game ready. They never beat themselves. That's something that's not often said about Georgia. Always sound play at football, and they do what's necessary. And then more times than not, they're blowing teams all the way back to, you know, Kazakhstan. All they're the a very time. physical football team. Very, too. very physical football. They're a very team. physical football team. So, so Felder, I'm handing the ball to you just to say what Hack is saying. A lot of that stuff is going to hold because that's just who you are. It's not like they got a big old monster at receiver, and when he leaves, so goes the firepower. Or when these two defensive tackles leave, so goes the front line. That's just not the case. This is starting to become DNA. Well, I, I think that they're, they have created, and again, we talk about it with Alabama, and it's this part of Alabama that I, I, I wonder what that looks like moving forward because they're missing some pieces. Um, we saw, like, again, I, I, said it, I said it to start the show. We had a lot of Alabama guys that look like bugs on the road. You're not supposed to be – if you're a defensive football player, you're not supposed to be on your back. That's the worst place for you to be. And then with Georgia, they're never on their back. They're moving forward. And when they tackle people, the people go backwards. And when I look at Georgia, the big thing that I see, um, and I do I, I do think that they're 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 flipping it over. They're, you know, they're switching the game over to dynasty mode. I do think they are. And I think they're going to continue to be, at the minimum, contenders. There's nothing fake or pretend about them. This is a the, the team. They're for real. And listen, remember, let's not forget about this. Nolan Smith is out for the season. Mm-hmm. And they still got the job done. Now, I will say this. 
32, whoever you are, you need to put some gloves on. Because you do look you, – you don't look great. But public service announcement from, from field of 12. Uh, <laughs> fellas, Georgia came in three in the, in the poll. Do they jump Ohio State and go to one for this win? I'll just leave it there first. I'll just – no, Hack, you know who I'm talking about. And you know he got to put some gloves on. <laughs> that's, that's a good comment, fellas. That's why I just giggled. It's a good – it's very solid. Astute point. Sir, but no, I just I think that Georgia is probably going to move to number one. I think the question, honestly, I don't know if we're ready to move or not, but the question becomes what happens with Ohio State? Well, they're next. Well, well, they're, they're here, I, here's here's what I will say, George. I do think, I do think, I think the voters went with the similar thought process that I had. America's sure. team, sweetheart, Tennessee's rolling. Best win of the Alabama, year. They beat LSU, yeah. yada, yada, yada. Um, but Georgia had done nothing up until this point to not sit there and say Georgia's still the right. team to beat. That's in fair. The, they, they, they really hadn't. Everyone had had, up until this point in the season, up until the rankings, everyone up there had had those scares. Yeah. Everyone had had them. Georgia had done nothing to deserve what happened. And Georgia came out and showed that, listen, he put everyone, they put everyone on, on, on alert. Yo, we won the national championship last year. Yeah. We sure. lost however many guys to the draft. We're we not here to play. Back. Back. We're not, we're not fucking around. We're, we're yeah. still here we're and we're here back to play with you. We're not, we're not messing around, man. And you know, they they showed it. So yeah, I don't think there's I don't think there's really any argument for Georgia not jumping to no to number one. Uh we'll go into the into the rankings in a second. Quick answer. Tennessee should fall no lower than what, Felder? Alabama lost. Clemson lost. I'm gonna say five. Hack. Yeah, I'd say five or six. That's about what we got him yeah. at. Yeah. yeah, when we did our early straw poll here, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, TCU, all undefeated. Yeah, Tennessee is the best of the one losses with uh, Oregon, Clemson, and then you got two Alabama. I mean, two SEC West teams with two losses right on their heels. Be interesting to see if USC can jump over some of these two loss SEC teams. Georgia twenty seven, Tennessee thirteen. And again, heavy weight to carry. Tennessee coming in college. Those misses, those misses one. from Tennessee got to loom large, man. Yeah, they really do. Those, and, uh, those, those overthrows, those misses. But he's got someone in his face, so he can't dial it in. He can't finish the throw. Like, wait, you're 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 one of the best quarterback coaches in the country. If you got someone in your face and you can't finish it off, like, what are uh, your odds of getting that one done? It's tough because you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You either got to continue to try to create space or you, like you really, you got to make a decision. Either I'm going and I go and it's going to be what it's going to be, or I'm going to try to create space and get myself in yeah. a better scenario. Really even bigger than that. Tennessee had its coming out party against Alabama, but yeah. this is still new to you. New yeah. as a program, as a building, as a coaching staff, as a, as a locker room, these big time heavyweight fights with the ring walk and all this stuff. And the girls walking around with the card, Georgia does this stuff. Hack keeps saying it. They do this. Bama well, does this. Now Bama just fell on the wrong side of it, but Tennessee. Now you've got a couple of these under your belt. You'll get a few more. Now you got to work and sustain if you really want to stay up there. But Georgia popped themselves up, got up there, stayed up there, got comfortable up there and they're going to be there for a yeah. while. And that's the thing, even with Bama though, George, is there you're going to get got. 
in that stage, you're going to get got sometimes, but Bama still gets theirs more than they get got. And I think Tennessee showing up is great for the conference. It's great for college football because now you have a, you have a couple really competitive programs on both sides of the sec. It's going to force a lot of decisions to be made when it comes to the college football playoff. And then additionally, top to bottom from the from the country's perspective when you got a Tennessee Georgia even a Kentucky in the east starting to get real antsy they can beat you any on any old Saturday and then now you have an LSU and a Bama and an Ole Miss maybe on the west that really want to get frisky like great man that's awesome for college football because it's going to make it more competitive and it's going to make the it's going to make the contrast the contrast less clear where it was easily Georgia and Alabama in the SEC yeah. For the past three or four years. Heck, I got one more thing for you. This is the last thing, and then I want to—I do want to go to Ohio State, but here's the last thing I want to ask. How would you have handled that silent count? Because clearly, Georgia with that pre-snap movement was affecting them. I don't know if they were yelling, barking, doing whatever on the field. They were. They 100% were. I mean, that's the the new wave. Move! Right, right as right. the thing goes on, it exactly. freaks everyone out. Yeah, and but would you go to the the knee, the 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 big step count, which it's easier for defense to see? How do you hit the the clap? Wasn't that the clap was not the way? Yeah, it's tough. How do you handle and it? I, I I don't know how you handle it. It comes down to discipline. It comes down to what you want to do. You could and, do the old point. Or knee, yeah. It's seeing it correct, George. And, and that's, they've been that's the doing point. that for the last three years. Yeah, it's it's seeing it and being in that situation and how many games has have Tennessee played in that's been that meaningful with that big Bingo. of a crowd. Like the I I said this in the last show, the last game that they played in in an away situation that was meaningful was at Pitt earlier yeah. in this year. Yeah, good and they point. they snuck out of that. One. Yes, and and Pitt's that. not Pitt's not and, Athens, n- not even fucking close, <laughs> and. You know, it's tough, man. It's something you have to have a bunch of veteran guys who've been there, done that, and who are all on the same page. And, yeah, to your point, whether it's the clap, whether it's the point and the look left, look right, or head bob and snap, whatever it may be, you just got to have guys on page. They were not on the same page. Well, here's the other thing, though, that, that threw this in there, and this is for you, you sports fans. Georgia wasn't messing around either with their defensive front. They were mugging guys, splitting backers out, like from a protection standpoint. And when you're playing in an offense like Tennessee does, which is very fast paced, go, go, go. There ain't much that you do from a protection standpoint. You slide left, slide right based on, you know, you may get an overload pressure this way or an overload pressure this way. Georgia was athletic enough to say, hey, we're going to mug our backers up. We might bring them or Mm -hmm. we're going to jump up out of there and bring the guys on the edge. And those tackles were confused as shit. And those were the guys who were jumping. Because their, yeah. yeah, yes. their eyes, their eyes aren't inside. Yeah, their eyes, their eyes aren't inside watching the yeah. football. Their eyes are going like this, and then when you got noise, they're trying to figure out: Is this guy coming? Do I got a pinch, or is this guy coming? And do I got a pinch and then readjust? And that led to six sacks with Hendon Hooker. There was a lot of shit Georgia did defensively that caused a lot of. It's not even miscommunication. It's just discipline. With are my eyes inside watching the ball and watching yeah. my center go, and then I know where I'm going. Right. Or am I really – I got no idea where I'm going because they've hit this here, same presentation. They've hit it inside where I had to pinch, and they've also bumped, and then I had to get my eyes back outside and get a guy coming off the edge from and it's so, six yards deep. And, and I got to so play in unnerving. space. It's Un- unnerving to fun. be out there on an island, and you've got these werewolves coming off the edge. It's yeah. a yes. crowd. You're going through everything Hack just said. You're the furthest away from the snap count technically, and you the hell want to get beat. We saw so that we saw wide receivers ten yards down the field before the ball was snapped because but they, they don't like, have the same pressure though. Yeah, no, 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 no. Wide receivers I'm, are going forward. I'm you don't have talking, the same pressure. You're you're not, not responsible about the, for keeping somebody coming past you. I'm talking about the confusion. Yeah, the confusion. But again, because, I'm, I'm just I'm saying the pressure is bringing the confusion. Yes, outside. Yes. All yes. I got to do is just look in and see the ball, and then I can go do my thing. Sure. Inside those tackles. You got a job. Oh, you got a job. So You got way, a job. They, they, not, their got heads look like not. tops a couple times. I mean, exactly. their heads were spinning a couple times. But when I, when, I, when I look and I see the ball sitting on the ground and there's a wide receiver 10 yards down the field, I was like, oh, he's looking inside, and 
he's going off of the defensive line with that instant sh- that shift that they did. Yeah. And then he's like, yeah. oh, he must have snapped the ball. They're moving. I'm going. And then all but, of a sudden it's like, oh. But that's discipline, though, Felder, because at the end of the it day, is. their it eyes, is. their eyes, if you're if you're a receiver, your eyes got to be on the on the football. Period. And there's like, no, there's it's no. Very clear that they were not looking at the football. They were looking right. at that defensive line. And right. Felder, uh, the, as a defensive coordinator, what they're trying to get there, they're one, they're trying to get a rhythm of your snap count. Yes. So if it's color number, yep. color number, then they're going to move. If it's a clap, if it's the head the back nod, half, if it's the step and then a beat, and it's correct. all those things. After you settled on all your rules and everybody's agreed on where they're going, now we get into the cadence, and they make another change. You know, it's a it's a dickum to some extent. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for rolling with us. Um, yeah, it's it's field of it's twelve. Felder, that's a great point. That's a great point. The whole thing was a great point. It's so, a field night, of twelve. It's a nightmare. Look, we we got more for you guys because because we got to go through this. Yeah, we got to go. We what got happened we got in South minutes. Bend. What happened up there in Evanston, Illinois with Ohio State, mm. TCU, could they stay undefeated? What is going on in College Station? And what is going on with SMU in Houston? We're going to try to <laughs> jump through all this stuff. There's probably 20 touchdowns going on at SMU Houston right now. Fellas, keep going. It's like defense optional. Uh, but we got to take care of this business. We got to finish out here with the top four. We already went through – uh, Alabama and Tennessee. Let's go right away now to Clemson visiting Notre Dame. This was the least confident I was of any of the four teams, really probably any of the top 10, because it's the only team that's unstable at the most important position there is. Defense, no question. Every time you bring up Clemson, everybody talks about the front seven. They all talk about the locker room and the experience and the legacy and et cetera. And most of that's probably what put them at number four anyway. But you cannot walk past this bright blinking elephant and just scoot past the quarterback room where it's incredibly unstable and healthy. That's the the instability isn't whether he's healthy or not. It's the play. What are we going to get? How much is he going to generate? How much is he going to lead? How much damage can he mitigate just from his own experience? None of that stuff has really proven to be true. 35 to 7, the Irish jump all over Clemson tonight. There was nothing even close about this game. Clemson did do some kind of quarterback adjustments uh, here and there, but it was Notre Dame running for 254 yards. Notre Dame ran for 254 yards against a vaunted Clemson Tiger defense, and that was really the story. They never looked back. Biggest win in Marcus Freeman's young career. Notre Dame, who lost at home versus Marshall rebounds all the way back after the first poll and knocks out the number four ranked team in the country. Felder, I'll start with you. Notre Dame 35, Clemson 7. What was your biggest impression from that? Yeah, I'm going to be quick here. Um, Clemson's not that good. Uh, and it's they don't have a quarterback controversy. Um, Kate Klubnick was 0 for 1 with an interception. Like, that's – we don't – like, we don't have to – they just have to figure out what they can do to make DJ successful because right now Klubnik's not going to be the guy. That's the reality. Yeah, but Klubnik, remember, Klubnik doesn't put himself in the game. 0 for 1, technically, he, yes. He's only a freshman, and he's really the break glass in case of emergency guy. Be- DJ the puts Klubnik on the field. DJ is putting Klubnik on the field. We got to sure, keep that in mind. I, that's, but, all, that's all I'm saying. Their defense was not as good as they should have been. That's the reason they, they, they lose this football game because – uh, they don't have I, – I just don't think they have dudes. And we talked about this a week ago, right? Dudes at the wide receiver spot. And Davis Allen is your leading receiver as a tight end. Like, he's not Michael Mayer. And there's a huge difference there. Hack, am I, am I, yeah. am I crazy? No, you're not crazy, George. and Or, or, or Felder. But, George, <laughs> to your point, like, you're saying DJ puts him in the game. Like, DJ was, like, 9 for 13 at that point in time. Like, I just think, like, the system's putting them in this situation, right? Like, Uh, I think at some point in time, you need to look at yourself. And, 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 Felder, you made a great point. Like, we've talked about this at length and at nauseum. Like, Clemson is not the Clemson of old when it comes to what they have on the outside. Like when yes. you have guys who are used to throwing to dudes who have three, four five yards of separation, and now they have none and you have to do it consistently for four quarters. 
that is a tough ask at the college at the, yeah. at the in the college game. It's yeah. a really really tough ask. There's a handful of quarterbacks who have to do it consistently and and who can actually do it consistently. Yep. Um, and DJ just hasn't had to do it. He's he's or he he's been forced to do it and he's done it sometimes, but he just hasn't been able to do it consistently enough. And when you put Kate in there, you're just putting a young kid who doesn't have a ton of reps in a really shitty situation. Right. Yes. Like even when he rescued save the day and it was a quarterback controversy against Syracuse, he came in there and was like two for four, had some yep. sparks, made some stuff with his legs, clapped around, like just brought a little energy. Right. But like DJ's kind of, I think DJ is at the point where he's past that shit. He's kind of like, all right, yeah, like all the hype shit's cute. Like we just got to execute and we got to figure out ways how to win. Bingo. Like I think he's mature enough in his path where he's just like, I could go out here and go go 10 for 10, but it's going to be for 50 yards because I'm going to check it down every time because I don't have separation outside. Yep. And whatever we're doing, however we're doing, it ain't meshing with our run but game. Heck, there's no, there's I, no like, there's no magic to it though, George. Like, it's it, yes, it's Clemson, but there's no magic to it. They don't have guys who are separating and winning in a shitty ACC right now. I'm, like, with, just you on, I'm with you on all that, and we all love DJ. And yes, their their wide receiver room. I mean, it's not the Avengers anymore. Like it yeah. used to be the Avengers, but still, mm-hmm. Marshall went into South Bend also and won. And I can't tell you how much separation yeah. their wide receivers had, and they executed and they got up and down. Listen. And, Got first downs I, and touchdowns. I, I'm not disagreeing with you, but this has been something but, that Clemson's been dealing with all year. Like, even the big what, games they won, the Wake Forest game, they go back and back and back. DJ had to make some fucking throws in that game to make that even a close football game. Like, some really big boy throws when you go back and look at it. Like, I get what you're saying, George, but what I'm saying is I just don't think this Clemson team is as good as what everyone thinks they were. And yeah, Felder, you made a great point about de- about defense. Like, their defense was supposed to come out and be some werewolves. Yeah. Their front seven was supposed to be difference makers. Yes. Yeah, their defensive backfield sucked. But when you have a front seven that they have that's supposed to be all-world, four All-Americans up front, you got two guys at, at linebacker that are All-Americans, you got to be able to disrupt some shit. And you got to be able to cause some short fields, some advantageous opportunities. They just haven't been playing like, like a Clemson football team. That we're I'm gonna, see yeah, I'm gonna put a button on it. I, I'm gonna put a button on it because I'm ready to get to Ohio State. I'm just gonna say this: the Marshall game. Guess what? Their wide receivers didn't do anything. Kalen LeBorn did everything. Guy ran for a hundred and over 160 yards. That's the difference. Yeah, Clemson didn't have someone run for 160. Yeah, yards. Will Shipley had 63 today. Exactly, and that again, you go back to that offensive line. They had a problem a year ago. They got it. They got a problem this year. There Hasn't changed. Caleb LeBourne. I hope you and yours raise a little. They did glass. have a. You guys. They did have a twelve zero. They they beat they beat ODU twelve nothing today. Battle. I saw <laughs> it. Oh, you know battle, you think I wasn't battle watching of that? former Penn State. Raise Norm- a glass. Raise a glass for Marshall. So Clemson, all the way out. And we talked about this, and I pressed this issue. Anybody that's trying to claim a spot in the ACC must come in undefeated. There is no yeah. such team anymore. ACC blank, blank, is yeah. out of the dance. Am I right? Sure. Unless all the rest of the stuff just continues to go. So no, you're still you're still not wrong. Clemson, it's been a hell of a run. Notre Dame, Coach Freeman, great win. Let's slide up north just a little bit, going from South Bend up to Evanston, <clears throat> Illinois. Ohio State came in and got everything they could possibly handle, but they had two opponents today. Northwestern and these gale force winds. And if you did get a chance to watch the game, neither team threw the ball going to, I think it was the East end zone. Neither team threw the ball going East 40 mile an hour winds to the point where umbrellas and all the rest of this stuff. If you look at the sideline, it all just kept tumbling down the sideline. So obviously Ohio state's an airborne program. They've evolved to that over the last really since Ryan day, uh-huh. but they still have a hell of a, a hell of a backfield. They still have a live defense and it did take them all four quarters, really all of the fourth quarter to come out. Cause even the fourth quarter, it was seven, seven, but they pull it out. A lot of carnage today. Ohio state was not part of the carnage. They move on rank two, probably stay at two 21, seven, do we have any feel about anything differently regarding the Buckeyes after today? 
Hack, you want to start? Yeah. No, listen. Tough situation. Got up out of it. I'm just going to keep it real. Ohio State's shown enough to me on both sides of the football open to this point this year where my eyes are securely focused on this Michigan game. And we're going to find out who's going to be the dog out of the Big Ten from that game. And if the rest of the country keeps effing around, it might be both. It might be these two guys that do come out of the Big Ten with with two guys from the SEC, right? So, like, I'm not – I'm not super concerned about Ohio state. I've said it over and over again. They've shown a propensity to be a team that runs on high octane on offense can score on a lot of different ways. And their defense has started to turn the football over. Jim Knowles has brought in a very aggressive uh, mentality that Ohio state hasn't had very, very like, uh, uh, yeah but it wasn't even but jim jim knowles is very live and die by the three ball do a that's bunch what of i'm stuff. saying like no, ohio I'm, state you played to against be extremely ohio state sound. what they used to be yeah they, they they played extremely sound they played corners they played four press that was the hot thing and they had a great defensive line that could create a ton of pressure play some games yeah. it, it was bosa it, you, you go down right. the line they had a bunch of dogs who could just make a lot of shit happen and then they had guys in the backfield that could hold up now they're they're throwing a bunch of exotics in there. They're doing some things. They're like, listen, they get us six or seven times. It's cool. We got an offense that can rock, and then we also have um, we also have a defense that that we're gonna we're gonna take it away two or three times, and you know we may get got, but we're gonna get ours more than we get got. Yeah, and it's 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 really interesting to see that evolution. But I'm not worried about them. And like I said, the game that I'm securely fixated on is is Ohio State Michigan in Ohio State Michigan, and we're gonna find out. But yep. and one of them is going to be a big time playoff contender, and it could honestly be both if the game comes down yes to an exp- a field goal going into you know expiration or any type of overtime deal. But they are the class. They took shots on the chin, both of them today. Rutgers got a little frisky with Michigan yes, in the first quarter, and Michigan had to put first down half. that little rebellion. Fr- yeah. And Ohio State is out here messing around with Evanston for three quarters. And then they had to go ahead and put down that rebellion. Both these teams are going to kind of uh, meet on this collision course. I cannot wait. Let's jump quickly down to the Big 12. Well, hang on, hang on, hang on. Time, Felder. Hang on. Oh, go I know, ahead, we got, go ahead. Listen, I know. Listen, I, we got nine minutes. I know. Do we hey. want C.J. Stroud today? C.J. Stroud? had to do. Yeah. No, hang on. Stepping up more in the pocket. Running. Yeah. All the thing. Remember last week we talked about it. Yep, we're seeing it now because he knows he has to do it. Because that's the only that's the way to open up that run game. That's the only thing I wanted to say. That's it. But, so let's yeah. move on. But he, move it, let's move to TCU. He did, but he he still left a lot of throws on the table. Did not. He's not stepping through with his back half. And I don't want to nerd sure. out because he did do some things necessary. And Felder, yeah. I thought about you when I was watching that. Yes, and they are starting to coach. I mean, they've been yeah. coaching, but they're starting to detail on him. But the quarterback run game, which has made Ohio State so successful for all these years, and they've been so rich that they haven't had to use those guys to contribute. Now he had to today contribute. He had to do something. One and seven or one and eight Northwestern. He had to put his little he had to put his little bills in the collection plate, <laughs> which was fascinating to watch because normally all his other guys do that. Uh, Felder, great point. Okay, ACC is out. Big 12 is still rolling off of the purple and silver. TCU today got down here, got in here with um, Texas Tech. It was a a fascinating start to the game. Everything they kind of say about TCU, they are not a knockout artist. These guys kind of fight like how Mayweather does. The opponent's going to make it to 12 rounds, and he could get really nicked up, or he could be barely staggering, or it could just be just a, I just outclassed him. Look at my punch numbers. That's kind of what happened today. TCU 34-24 over a Texas Tech team. That beat Texas last week. Fellas, what was your takeaway from it? How far up does TCU jump from the disrespectful seven starting spot they had last week? They probably moved to five. Still don't think they jump in with three no. of the top five losing today or three of the top six. You still don't think they get into four. No. no. So the, mm. the only undefeateds left 
it's Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, and TCU. And you think a one-loss team is still going to be in front of TCU now? I think, yeah, I think Tennessee, Tennessee? might still be hanging. I think Tennessee might still be hanging around there. I, that's that's hack. That's hack what do you think? That's that's the only one, right? Losing that's, to Georgia on the road. Yeah, yeah. That's that the loss, only one to me. Who else is going to go in there and do what they did? Hack, yeah. what was your impressions of of the Horn Frogs today? Yeah, I mean they've they've done what they've they've been who they've been. They make the shit interesting, and 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 they figure they figure out a way how to do it. And at some point in time, when you're watching it, you keep going back to they can't keep getting away with this. They can't keep they can't keep doing this bullshit. They can't keep letting them get up ahead on them. And they 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 do it, and they keep coming back and winning. So you got to kind of give credit where credits do like hey if this is your dna great is this gonna make for a great college football playoff team i don't think so because you start doing that against some of these teams that we had talked about and already detailed it ain't gonna be great for you but um at the same token you have to sit there and say hey you know if if everything shakes out and you got an undefeated tcu freaking horn frog uh program that's done a great job rising from the ashes we got to give these boys a shot. So I think they're sitting there at four or five without a doubt. If they don't jump up to four or five, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> yeah. Same. I, uh, I'm, I'll, I'll go real quick. Cause you want to talk about if things don't work out for you. Yeah. I got something for you right here, but no, I, um, for me, when I watch it, I just, they, I love this kid. The Savion Williams kid is a monster. He's doing his thing for them. But if you want to talk about things don't work out, A&M and Jimbo Fisher. Hmm. I was just going to transition us over to that. Yeah, Florida go got in that ass. A&M is now three and six. Wow. <laughs> Never thought we would say that. Three and six. Texas A&M falling today to a tough Florida team. And again, mm. they live in Jurassic Woo. Park. We knew the schedule was going to be what it was. One away from a happy Christmas. Loss. They had, I mean, but they had some ups and some downs. They they got beat at home at Appalachian State. Then they have the ball on the four yard line going in with a chance to beat Bama undefeated. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, with with a second string quarterback, mind you, uh-huh. all that stuff aside, they have three wins right now. Quickly, Felder Hackenberg, you guys are the athletic director of Texas A and M. What is your mindset tonight? How much money are you gonna give me? How much yeah. money are you gonna give me? Because we're either gonna make a change or we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna hold it. It depends yeah. on how much money somebody else is gonna give me. Am I wrong, Hat? Yeah, I'm making phone calls tonight. I'm going. I'm looking up the 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 black book, the directory. I'm spinning the Rolodex. I'm saying, all right, this guy gave twenty seven million. This guy, gave, <laughs> I'm going. Hey, so but my what do you guys want to do? Are you motivated to move? Or you yeah. gotta look at it and say, look, okay, we took this one on the chops this year. Tighten it up. Let's get the resources, get the quarterback position yeah. solidified. Are you motivated to move or are you motivated to just look toward next year? I'm motivated to move. I'm motivated to move and I'm 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 making it to where the majority of the it, it's outside of the athletic director, it's outside of inside of the university right now it's it's i'm going if i'm the athletic director i'm going to everybody who means something outside they have an affiliation with the university but are outside of the university i'm saying yo what do you guys want to do this i'm ready to move but i ain't got the funds to necessarily make the move (laughs) internally so what do you guys want to do if you want to do this we'll rock if you don't want to do this i guess i'll stay here (laughs) we'll stay here but this was a collective decision and not on me. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? I got to say face. This was a collective decision of all involved. Yeah. It just, and I'll it's... deal with the plebes down here that don't throw the money at the program. But if you guys want to buy this guy out, I'm on board with it. Yeah. I just, we've spent so much time. And this has been interesting. It's been interesting with Harbaugh. It's been interesting with Fisher. It's been interesting with Mel Tucker. Guys who are gurus at things, and then we watch them be bad at those things. Whether it's quarterback yeah. play with 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 Harbaugh and Fisher, or defensive back play with Mel Tucker, and you're like, "Whoa, this is the thing I thought was going to be the standard." 
that this was what I thought yeah. we were going to be good at. We would hang our hat on this. And so it's going to be interesting to see how this shakes out. I don't know if they pull the trigger on it. I don't know if they make that decision, but I just, I certainly think that there, as you said, hack, there's going to be yeah. some phone calls made. Yeah. They're going to have to sell a lot of candy bars, but if they can get them, they can get to collect. The <laughs> That's going to be tough. The biggest it, so. stress, the biggest stress right now on Jimbo Fisher is that Matt rule is out there on a boat yeah. hanging. Uh, you got Dan, um, what's the former Florida head coach's name? Mullen. Dan Mullen on TV hanging. You got some guys who have done it and won it and out there out there hanging out. That's Urban. going to be a lot of stress on AM yeah. going forward. Thank you for rolling with us. Uh just a, a, a tremendous week 10. Next week, look out. Ohio State hosts Indiana, Michigan. They're in they're in play. They have Nebraska. TCU will go and take on the Longhorns. The all of college football will now be watching Austin, Texas to a Longhorn team that's sometimes sober, sometimes upright. Which team will show up and can TCU beat either version of that? And the Trojans will get a chance to watch them on national TV next week. They play on Friday night against Colorado. I'm George Whitfield. That's Michael Felder. That's Christian Hackenberg. This is Field of 12 After Dark, powered by Bet Rivers. Thanks for rolling with us. See you next week.